Hello everyone, my name is Vernisa. Hey y'all, this is Jen. This is our podcast, Speak, Speak Up. Up. What's up, Jen? Hey girl. How are you? I'm doing a lot better than last week. How are you? I'm good. Glad we made it to episode 23 on the Good News Radio. Ooh. Y'all, I'm excited for this episode. I am too, man. For those of you that don't know, me and Jen are best friends. We create this podcast to use our voices to motivate people to overcome life challenges through self-love and respect. That's right. Self-love and respect are two core values we hold near and dear to our hearts. Yes, most definitely. But before we get started with the episode, Jen, how you doing? How was your week? My week has been up and down, but I'm just happy to be here. Happy to join y'all back. I know last week we were not here, but just happy to finally be live again yes it feels good to be back in the building i'm happy we here too i had a great week too pretty you know just getting through the motions right but it feels good to be here um so today what is our episode title jim our episode is called don't ignore this don't ignore what shall we tell them yeah i think they dying <laughs> to know because we've been we've been posting it all day yeah so we are talking about mental health do not ignore your mental health I like that. I feel like mental health is ignored a lot and this needs to be addressed. So I'm happy that we're covering this topic. And why, Jen, did we decide to do this topic? So for those of y'all, in case you didn't know, July is BIPOC Mental Health Month. It used to be called Minority Month, but as we know, we are no longer the minority. Um, And BIPOC is a little bit more inclusive in that. So uh, since it's almost the end of July, we wanted to at least dedicate one episode to that. Oh, I love that. Like, you know, speak up. We got to speak up right on certain things. So I think it's the perfect time to do something like that. This is our thing, y'all. So we want to start off by saying mental health affects everyone. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are in this world. Mental health is a big thing. And it is something that needs to be nurtured no matter what type of lifestyle you live. It's always something that you have to give some type of attention to. Yeah. First of all, mental health is real. You know, and when we say mental health, it's not just when it gets bad. It's also when it's good. Right. Because you need to be paying attention to every time that you're either super excited or super sad or anywhere in between. You're just not feeling it or today's like a blah day or whatever. But mental health is very real and everybody is affected by mental health. Yes, most definitely. We're going to get into the big details about mental health, about like how to take care of it, what's being talked about in your household. Um, It's big. We got to, I don't know, we had to, I mean, how are we going to have to speak up and not have an episode about mental health, you know? Um, And I'm going to be honest, you know, the biggest fight that we battle is the the one within our minds. Like, you know, a lot of stuff happens in the physical world, but what is happening in our mind? I feel like when we address our mind, it helps it easier for us to tackle the things that happen to us. Yeah, I've always said the biggest battles are the, the, Sorry, the biggest battles we fight are the ones that we can't see. So every time we see somebody either acting up or whatever, not making an excuse for them, but we just never know what they're going through. And everybody has those dark moments at times or maybe for longer periods of times. Or sometimes it is something more neurological that we just really don't understand. So before we go out there judging others, we need to know that we're all fighting an internal battle every day. And I want to say this battle looks different for everyone. You know, we all take stress differently. We all have different battles that we're going through and we have different mindsets. And then also it starts with how you were raised. You know, like, how did you see your family deal with stress? How did you see your family deal with their mental health? I feel like that plays a big role in how you tackle the battles that come in your life. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So if you aren't very well versed in mental health and then we are here to learn y'all because this is something that we are both super passionate about and of course something that our show touches up on on a regular basis um in more ways than one yes most definitely so let's start off with how do you take care of your mental health so for those of y'all in the chat box either on my ig live or on the good news chat answer that how do you guys take care of your mental health you know um i'm a, i guess i'll go first 
the one way I've been learning is to give myself time to take care of it. How could you take care of your mental health? You ain't even giving yourself time to do it. Um, that goes with me. Um, really just like distancing myself and really figuring out what I really want, what I really need and how can I process the challenges that are coming my way? Yeah, that's right. Before I de- uh, dive a little bit deeper into that question, we have Stacy in the chat. She says, yes, we all have our traumas. Some are very good at suppressing them, but they are there. Oh, yes. That's hey Stacy. <laughs> oh, she oh, she downloaded the app. Yes, hey girl. Um this is very true and I'm glad you brought up trauma cuz we will be talking about that a little bit later in the episode. Um but taking care of your mental health, yeah, kind of like you were touching up on best friend that it looks different for everybody. There's no right or wrong way to take care of your mental health. Um because what what may work for somebody may not work for somebody else. For me personally, it's kind of the same way you do of I need to recharge by myself and kind of just isolate um, myself. I I've said this before that I come to a certain point in the day where I just don't want to talk to anybody. So I just kind of do this on my own. And I like to write a lot. Um, so I have this journal that I regularly write in. Well, I have like three different journals, but this one in specific is just for me to check in with myself and really see how I'm doing. Like, what would I tell my best friend um, that I want to tell myself during that day, especially when things get a little bit more hard um, for, or more difficult for me? That's personally what works. Oh, that's deep. And you got to have you got to have someone to confine in and stuff. So I think that's amazing. Shout out to Les in the comments. He said, keep up the community service, ladies. Um, he also said, making logical, calculated decisions. What isn't in my control? I try not to let get to me. I know easier said than done, but it's never ending battle. Just got to be strong and face your issues. Mm. Y'all check him out on Instagram at at uh, Les O-N-I-N-G He raps Check his music out Shout out to Someone else in the comment They said meditation Prayer And breathing exercises Love that um, Instead of running From your problems I love that That's a big one We're gonna talk about That too as well Hey Dre Day He said What's up Queens Someone else said I find myself I, I find myself myself So I like to be alone And clear my mind mm. So that's proof That that alone time Is yeah. essential for the healing I We love can't it. be around people All damn day right That's not how that works um and Stacy commented, "Yeah, I got the app. Even though I prefer seeing y'all beauties, uh huh. Aw, love you, Stacy. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So we touched a little bit up on ways to nurture your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get deeper into that too, because I think a lot of the times we don't think about what really goes on throughout the day for us to." even be paying attention to our mental health like sometimes it is a really good thing that happened today and we don't take time to check in with ourselves on how that felt right like why did that make us super happy was it super good news (laughs) no pun intended but you know like we need to find ways for us to nurture that mental health even when things are great um because if we're not taking time to really appreciate the good things in life then it when things do hit the fan we're gonna be like damn i knew this was gonna happen and instead of appreciating the good moments before that too I like that you said, um, you know, focus it on on the good things because we have to know what makes us happy in the first place, right? You'll give yourself more of that, you know. You need. I think we need to acknowledge what are our triggers, what puts us in those low spaces. Because yeah. if you don't know at the end of the day what does that to you, how you're going to constantly keep running into that and allowing yourself to, to be hurt and to be triggered. But when you you find those happy spaces in life, it's it, it's easier for you to give more time to those tasks so you can mm-hmm. nurture your your mental health. Tell it, girl. Yes, I think one of the biggest ways to nurture your mental health is to educate yourself on mental health. Mm. Um, And I'm not saying go get a degree, go be a therapist or nothing like that, because if that's not your thing, that's cool. But at least find out like what triggers you you know or why do you feel a certain way when you are feeling stressed Um, where is that actually coming from so I think this is one of the biggest ways for us to really start 
nurturing our mental health is to actually know what that even looks like what signs to look for because again it is going to be different for everybody so what is going to make you happy or make you upset is might be different for somebody else and the root of everything might be completely different from you know the other person um shout out to stacy as well she says i'm currently struggling before i used to practice self-care through being completely alone and just zoning out from the world but i feel like our form of self-care evolves as we do i love that so Mm. now i'm alone almost all the time so now i need to find what will balance me again and honey that's what it is honestly like i've been hearing that word a lot lately balance you need to find that balance and i love that it starts with us being alone because that is the only way we're actually going to be able to pay attention to ourselves if we're constantly surrounded by other people and paying attention to their needs and stuff we're kind of neglecting ourselves in the process so it's okay if right now you don't know where to start or whatever i think you've already started without even realizing it by being alone yeah, and it's like it's it's crazy because some of some of our problems are more complex, so it's always going to grow. And I think you, you're always we're always changing as as humans. We're always going through some type of change, so it is beautiful to change the way you handle your self care and everything. And um, it's nothing wrong with a little bit of, with a little bit of education. Right. Um, and also too, I feel like one of the important things about educating yourself is to know when people are depressed around you. Like, how are you gonna know if someone's going through something if you don't even know what it looks like or have educated yourself about it? You know, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. There's People sometimes can be depressed around us. We wouldn't even know. Mm-hmm. No, that's real. And so I kind of always think about like Robin Williams, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think of depression, because he used to make the whole world laugh. He that was obviously his career. And if you saw him, he looked like such a kind soul. But obviously he was struggling with something internally that only he knew about. And um, I think I've heard this, too, that a lot of comedians actually suffer with depression. Um, and that's why they use humor as like a coping mechanism. Um, so some people turn to maybe substance abuse um, when they're depressed. Others use comedy others really you know it hits them and they uh don't get out of bed or um their hygiene kind of deteriorates but that's the thing it looks different for everybody maybe the loudest person in the room the most social person the most laughing person in the room might actually be the most depressed person in the room so we never know what somebody is going through um so if you feel like something's changing in one of your loved ones or anything definitely check in with them because you never know right even when they are happy always check in and uh vernice and always i always say this too check on your strong friends because you never know when they're going through something um if they're going through something and if they're depressed at the same time oh checking on your strong friends that's a big one because i feel like even the healers the people who always looking out for others they need their cup poured in too as well Mm -hmm. you know um anyone anyone's capable of having a breakdown or going through it and it's like we all got to be there for each other someone in the chat said we have to learn to be self-aware we can't help Mm -hmm. ourselves until we are real with ourselves oh and that's big too shout out to the healers out there we got to be real with ourselves too yeah that's real um stacy um i want to address what you're mentioning because uh best friend maybe we can help her out with this she says yeah i totally love that so now i'm alone and get in my mind way too much so how can i get my mind at ease now that what was working before isn't she's getting oh okay well she she acts a perfect overthinker right here (laughs) i agree (laughs) i i learned to not let yourself even go into the rabbit hole by by literally thinking about what in this situation can i can i control and what can i can't I mean, what can't I control right. acknowledging the difference between the two and then taking it day by day sometimes we get ahead of ourselves like something will happen to us and we'll think so much into the future mm-hmm. that we, we look up we're overwhelmed what in this present in this second what could you do about that situation and then I learned to just breathe and find something calming that can um, help me soothe my breathing so I can put it you know put it to the side and think about it when it's time to think about it again that's right I mean if y'all struggle with anxiety you know that anxiety hits you every single time you overthink Ooh, a situation Lord. your body doesn't know the difference between what is 
actually happening and what hasn't happened yet. And then also, Stacey, I want to say, give yourself a limit. So if you do end up going down that rabbit hole, give yourself like that 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour. Like it sounds silly to come, but I'm a very compartmentalized type of person where I have to give myself a certain schedule to allow myself to either feel bad for myself or be angry with the world or whatever, because let's be real, these emotions do come up, right? And it's not about ignoring them. It's about actually just being able to cope with them. So for me personally, when I go down a rabbit hole like that, I Mm. give myself that time, whether I need those 24 hours or just half an hour to collect myself an hour, whatever, depending on what's happening during the day. But I allow myself to feel that and get in my head and then reflect on that too. Like, why am I getting in my head? And is this actually based on facts or is this actually based on the way I'm talking to myself that day? Because that has a lot to do with it too. Our self-talk changes from day to day. Sometimes it can be really bad and then we just spiral down because of that negative self-talk. So when you're having one of those days, okay, allow yourself to get there, but don't let yourself stay there. I like that that you said stay there. And I'm glad she brought this up because this needs, I mean, I feel like a lot of us go down these rabbit holes and me and Jen have a lot of personal experiences with that. So thank you for that question. And we, we hope, you know, you're able to work through it. You know, ask us more questions too. We, we, we always talk about our personal experiences. Right. And speaking of personal experiences, you know, me and Jen want to talk about some, our, some of our own personal experiences with depression. Um, honestly, I remember going through a depression, I want to say in 2018. And honestly, no one knew. You know, and it was mostly because like, you know, Jen knew, of course, but it was mostly because like I, I kept it to myself. Like I mostly was just like in the room, in my room crying about it. I didn't look like myself. I didn't feel like myself or whatever, but, um, I didn't, it it took me time to acknowledge that I was even depressed. Right. And it's like, once I realized it and stuff, the way I was able to come out of it was doing things that I like to do, which was write poetry, stay around people who were like pouring love into me, acknowledging my worth, thinking of what what I can do to get out the situation also to acknowledge my self-talk because while I was in that I was also kicking myself at that lowest point and that's what we'll do to ourselves we'll get mad at ourselves for not being strong in a certain situation when it's like that's really our mind our spirit calling for that nurturing that it needs and once you pour that love back into yourself to get that to yourself it's easier to come out of it because then you end up fighting stronger and, and harder back at it Ooh, I love that y'all I'm going to give you a moment to marinate on that. Man, oh my, it feels weird being in this space speaking about it too. And I'm glad you came out of that because, yeah, I remember that time period. And even though you were happy with the world, like, um, it was not a good place to see you. And obviously as your best friend, not being able to physically get you out of that space really hurt. So I'm happy that you were a lot better. Um, For me personally, I think one of my darkest periods was last year, actually, after I caught COVID. Mm -hmm. Um it was just a really bad cycle in my life like I had just gotten out of a really bad relationship as well um and being the glue in my family like my family still depended on me for a lot of things so even when I was sick I still had to make sure the bills were paid I had to get groceries for my family delivered of course um but different things like that even when I was at my lowest point physically and then also I wasn't even on a um fitness journey anymore so I was at a heavier weight back then and it was just a lot of things that were not looking good my job was still very stressful even though I was working from home So it was really bad Um, and I never really said anything because I'm the type of person where I don't like bothering people with my problems, Um, even like my closest family and friends. Like I'm very selective about what I share and it sucks because I don't realize how much support I actually have until I actually start saying something. So for those of you who have moments like that and um, you feel like nobody's on your side, you need to check in with yourself and be real. Like, do I really not have anybody on my side or am I just not sharing with people around me who really care about me? 
That's so true Because it's like We have to acknowledge Who are we even able To share to Because obviously yeah, We're not saying Share with everybody What's mm-hmm. going on But who can you You know when you have Those genuine people By your side It's like that you can trust Keep it minimum right. too I don't, I'm not You don't trust a lot of people I'm gonna throw that out there too You don't need this big old Village right. to support, you know, like you know, because you know, especially when it's something deep, you know, I learned, I learned that the hard way. I'm gonna throw that out there, and also too, let's talk about too, you know, there's this trend that even when you're at your lowest, you still have to like post like you okay. Mm-hmm. And I even look back, you know, I was even doing that, you know, I look back, I was like, hey, even though I wasn't okay, I just had to like, I feel like I, I started to show the world like, oh, I'm fine, everything's fine, and honestly, that's why a lot of people are depressed because we have this urge to still like keep this the status quo you know yeah that everything's fine even when like we're breaking down on the inside yeah i blame social media for i was that. gonna I'm say sorry. don't even get me started we always talk about so we have a social media <laughs> segment every episode on here <laughs> but um also too i want to talk about that trend about i know it was happening a few weeks ago where people were saying like oh post yourself at your lowest and nobody knew and it was like you know people partying or um laughing with somebody being at a wedding whatever and i think that's so real because if you yes it looks like a silly trend but if you really look at the root of that first of all i say these people are brave the ones who actually posted the videos and admitted this is when i was at my lowest because i personally haven't done that um but i think that's very relieving in a sense to be able to share that but i think it really shed a light on the mental health that uh the mental health issues that we may struggle with and we don't say anything like i've seen so many of these videos and these people are just literally at a party around their friends they're the goofy ones so they're the ones putting cameras all around and making sure everybody gets um you know photographed and, st- and stuff like that but they're actually really sad on the inside or like i saw this one where this mom she was with her children and um she was feeding them and she was laughing with them but then when she looked in the camera there was a slight moment where her eyes just looked really sad and it sucks because if you're not paying attention you could miss that very easily um so again the people around you if they're acting a certain way something looks different about them even if it is a good different please check in with them because you never know when somebody's at their lowest point that's so true uh, rebel soul in the comments says suppressions only makes things worse mm-hmm. i completely agree because me and jenna are going to talk about numbing too and i feel like that's what we do with the social media we suppress right. it we numb and i'll be real when out during that time i was trying to go out all the time do things you know of course try to keep my mind distracted but i really was numbing what i was feeling and then when things finally did hit me it was worse you know so mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about that as well also we want to say too don't trigger a depressed person so if you know somebody going through their storm and they especially too if they verbalize what their triggers are don't, it's, it's not right to trigger people and push people down because that shows that's some inner stuff you dealing with if you feel like you got to hurt somebody when they at their lowest i've always said that the way a person treats us is more a reflection of them than it is about us and mm-hmm. i think that has a lot to do with the way we treat and I'm, I'm gonna go big on here right the way we treat animals the way we treat elders the way we treat babies the way we treat ourselves and the way we treat waiters you know all the people around us that says a lot about our character so if you know somebody's already at their lowest and you're trying to kick them even lower i'm sorry but you are a messed up person and you need to check in with yourself because that is messed up you can't um, i've been on the receiving end of that where i was at my lowest and somebody was kicking me down and actually it was somebody i was in a relationship with at the time too so that's not a good feeling please don't do that like we already have enough negative things going out in the world and negative people we don't need more depressed people going on like that too because social media is already hard enough letting us know that we're not good enough or you know we're past 25 so we should be at a certain way or whatever so if we have people in real life telling us worse things than that then where can we turn to no that's so true and it's like it's a constant battle every day it's the last thing a person needs is that done to them you know and i want to say too our conversations 
Sorry, y'all. My mama is like calling. Um, <laughs> shout out to your mom. Oh, no. Shout out, mama. Okay. She's like, oh, let me call. Let me check on my baby. Yeah. Nah, but um, oh, she, that's weird. My mom just texted okay, me. Okay. Look, we, we invest, me, me, me and my best friend are so into um, <laughs> Oh, what's up? Okay. Shout out to the people on YouTube. Um, hey. Y'all, we um we visual on YouTube right now, too. So, <laughs> y'all tap in. But I want to say, too, are conversations surrounding mental health happening in your household? Drop that in the chat, y'all. Dude, is that... Do y'all have those conversations? So, if my answer is no, but it's starting. Like, it, it I would say for the longest time, never was a thing. Mm-hmm. Mental health, whenever you talked about something bothered you in my household, it was like, oh, like, would you just, would you complain? Like, we just would tease off of it. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I grew up in a house where if you vulnerable or open, it's like people are going to feed off that and make it more than what it is or, like, make it seem like you just overreacting. And honestly, that's that's not the best way to do to do it mm-hmm. anyway either. Someone could really be going through it, but it's like the last thing we need is that. But it goes with the cycle and what people seen growing up. But what about you guys and, and Jen? What um, is mental health, health talked about in your household? You know, honestly, I didn't know it wasn't until I actually started to bring it up in my household. Mm, mm. And there's quite a few things in my family um, where a few of my family members struggle with mental health um, diagnoses. So I didn't realize how much it was actually looked at as a character flaw versus a person needing help. Um, and when I, once I finally actually started educating myself on mental health diagnoses and just like the symptoms in general, even if there isn't a diagnosis, that's when I realized like, wow, these conversations aren't happening in my house. And then I come from a Latino background. So for us, it's looked at as, you know, if you're not getting out of bed, you're not working you're not going to school you're not quote-unquote doing anything with your life then you're lazy so Mm. it sucks because I had to really change that in my household and you know we're also looked at as women aren't supposed to speak against the men and stuff so I had to really show the men in my household like look there's some real stuff going on here that we need to actually talk about we can't get angry at each other we can't abandon each other when things get hard like this especially when one person is not quote-unquote living the life that we expect of them like there's something seriously going on here so now they are um, um, and I feel like my family's more open to paying attention to me. But in the beginning, it definitely was not happening. Oh, no, that's deep. And I know it's, it's I don't know, it took a lot for me to open about that because it's true. When you really think about it, it's like, are these conversations being held? Are we working through problems together? And it's like, you know, um, we want to talk about, too, like how toxic traits are normalized in households. Let's be real. When you got that that auntie that does this, da, 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 that mom yeah. that yells, this and that. Oh, that's just how they are. Oh, respect. Respect that elder because but it's like actually in reality a lot of toxic traits are being normalized you know mental abuse is being normalized and i think you know physical abuse is one thing but with mental abuse i feel like people like well it's not physical but mental abuse is very detrimental especially to your mental health right i think it's worse than physical yeah right because it's internally and when it's normalized like that it's like who can you really run to if you can't go to your family and everyone thinks it's normal like you know we and jim want to talk about like the whole drunk uncle example right yeah definitely uh get more into the drunk uncle thing yeah so it's like you know let's let's just talk we can talk about alcoholism a little bit and as an example you know not trying to you know i'm not attacking nobody on this platform but you know you know as we say you know right people can what's the word to use can overuse right certain substances right and alcohol alcoholism is one of them right but there is a family, every, you know, not every family, but you shoot in my family, there's been a family member that has, that is alcoholic, right? But we normalize it to an aspect of like, oh, that's just how they are and stuff versus like trying to help them get them help or, you know, or address it 
it's just like, well, that's just how they are. But then when right. something happens or they have those moments, it's like, oh, well, that's just how they are. I cannot stand that statement. That's just how they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, there goes Uncle Tommy again. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, especially if it's something that constantly happens and they become belligerent or it's a completely different person after they get drunk. Like, we need to start asking ourselves, is this actually something more deep rooted? There's mm-hmm. a family friend of ours, actually, who he was very, quote unquote, successful, you know, according to my family standards or whatever. He had a family, uh, everything. And all of a sudden, he started um, getting into drugs. So he um, started changing. You know, the wife ended up not even wanting to do anything with him. So she divorced him. So he got worse. He fell deeper and deeper into the hole. Mm. And I remember hearing certain family members like saying, wow, look at him. Why would he throw his whole life away? Like he had a good family, a great job, a future going for him. And he's in his 30s. Like he's grown. Why is he all into substances? This is the problem that starts with us stigmatizing somebody needing help in the first place. Like I think him starting to abuse those drugs because he was no longer experimenting he was abusing them was the cry for help this is when we need to start paying attention actually check in with that person Mm -hmm. or if they don't want help at least try to talk to them like Mm -hmm. you know where is this coming from what made you start wanting using more do you think it's a problem like we need to start actually asking them versus just judging them and then pushing them to the side because now that family friend he's on the streets and we don't know anything about him because my family part of my family decided to shun him and just forget about him and i'm like y'all were supposed to be his friend and actually help him out but the thing is we don't understand mental health in that aspect so they were just quick to shut him down and just forget about him and that that's something that always happens and it's like oh well they cause that upon themselves but it's like did anyone try to help or try like you said ask those questions instead of judging and throwing stones at the person i'm sorry addiction is a real disease it is and it in, it, in a lot of different areas too you know so and I think that's something that needs to be discussed as well uh, shout out to Rebel Soul in the comments she said I had a mental slash emotional breakdown last year and finally reached out for mental health and three months of therapy but it helped so much I learned a lot about myself and trauma slash abuse the journey towards healing is never over though mm-hmm. whoa thank you that. for being um, open and honest with us in the comments we appreciate that it is nothing wrong with seeking help out there especially when it comes to your mental health um, what about the not my kids statement, Jen? I've, I've heard, heard this more ways than I can count. They actually made a commercial in Spanish, and I wish I could have found it for the show. But there's a commercial saying of um, like showing a kid uh, smoking in his house or whatever. I You could assume it's weed, but it could have been something else. Um, but basically, like the parents were out in the living room and they were judging somebody who passed by on the street. Like it was somebody who was obviously um, more addicted to the drug at that moment. They were high and they just passed by and they're like, oh, look at that. Well, not my kid, you know, or um, they hear about like stories that happen in the child's school and things like that. And they're like, oh, not my kid. They would never do that. And this is the problem. Like we think mental health cannot be in our families. And I'm sorry mental health comes in all different kinds of ways we don't know who it's going to affect how it's going to affect us because also too addiction affects the family not even the person who's addicted so the person who's addicted may be in their world they don't think it's a problem they don't think it's that bad but it's the family who starts to get affected so if we're the ones saying not my kid no that's not true my kid's not addicted to this not my blah 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 then we're not addressing this is the start to us just saying oh forget about it this isn't real and addiction can just be fixed it's not y'all i hope y'all was listening and taking notes on that that's deep right there and it's true and we want to say too you know it's okay to be the first one in your family to start educating people you know 
that's a part of breaking the cycle, right? Um, you know, I'm the oldest of, I have two brothers and two sisters, I'm the oldest. And one of my goals is to break the cycle within my family, right? And that involves, you know, um, being a leader to my younger siblings, right? You know, giving, you know, showing them that, you know, despite the path what we were born into, we can take a different route. You know, we can bring kids into this world and, you know, and it doesn't have to be the same they don't have to go through the same traumas that we went through growing up. You know, I can be able to speak to my mother, speak to my dad and stuff and help them open up about their mental health, things that they suppress over the years, you know, and be honest about whatever I felt growing up, you know, um, things that I felt being their daughter, right? Yeah, that's real. Um, I was reading something about how our generations, like, you know, millennials, Gen Z, whatever, we're the ones who really have the resources to talk about mental health. So we should be the ones making those moves, like being the pioneers of the mental health movement in our families, basically. So I know it may be scary. And to our family, it may sound like we're trying to make excuses for the way someone's acting. But in reality, we're not. We're just really advocating for that person when they already feel like nobody else understands them. Nobody else is on their side. So please, if you are the first one in your family, to talk about mental health don't be afraid because it all starts with one conversation i remember how scared i was to talk to my mexican macho stepdad about (laughs) mental health and he was just not willing to listen to me the first time but then i came um i continued approaching him about mental health and just saying look we got to start addressing it this way like i promise you you'll see a difference like how would you describe it um in that case you know and things like that and he really started to listen to me it's still a battle we still butt heads every now and then (laughs) because he is um older so of course you know his generation was different but think about it too most of our parents and grandparents and older uh, elders they come from different generations where they didn't have these resources that we have mental health wasn't as understood as it is now even the diagnoses that are out now were not there before and scratch diagnoses just the symptoms in general because who's to say our parents don't struggle with anxiety my mom she came here to the u.s fleeing from the salvadorian civil war she has forms of ptsd and anxiety and Uh, days with depression because she had to leave her whole life behind starting over in a brand new country so when we finally started talking about mental health she finally started understanding things about herself because she was like i don't understand why sometimes i get triggered or i feel scared when i hear certain sounds and it's coming from that but the thing is if i hadn't tried talking to her about it who knows what she would be telling herself in her head yeah, and it's crazy because, like, in our parents' time, yeah, they were, like, bashed for talking about it. Like, oh, stop complaining. You know, like, they're raised. They're, they, I feel like their parents probably thought they were making them stronger, right, mm-hmm. and things like that. But really, they didn't have that outlet. Like you said, today we have more resources and things yeah. like that. And it's more acceptable to talk about those things, right? So it, it goes off of that's why we end up raised a certain way because that's we only seen how our parents battled, right, how they handled things and stuff. And that's why it leads to us having certain suppressed issues as well because of seeing that. Shout out to Stacey in the comments. She said, or like my dad tries to tell me a book doesn't solve your problems no obviously not if you don't consistently put what you learned into practice she also Mm -hmm. said oh no and then rebel soul said ain't that the truth and stacy said it doesn't solve them but it helps us cope with our problems because the scars will always be there but how do we let the scars not determine us and yes Mm -hmm. that's the lesson right there things are always gonna hurt you're always gonna have many triggers at things but are you fully letting it affect your life like how are you acting when it does come in and how you know what, what healthy practices are you taking going forward yep i've always said it's not about if it rains it's about when When it it rains rains. tell it so we really need to understand too as much as we may try to educate certain family members or whichever sometimes there are really going to be some family members who will never understand or have sympathy for your mental health Mm -hmm. journey if you feel like you in particular are struggling with a mental health um, condition or certain symptoms or whichever and nobody in your family wants to hear you out then seeks others 
seek others outside of your family mm-hmm. it's okay to uh, find friends or even if you think you may need professional help don't let anybody stigmatize that for you as well but i think obviously with therapy it's a whole other topic um but i do think you need to find somebody who actually works for you because not every therapist has the same style um so i do recommend that to do your research on somebody before because i've definitely had therapists who are more textbook and i've had a therapist who are who is more hands-on so definitely find your style but just it, it all comes from to that not everybody's to understand your journey that's so true because you know um i really looked at like a lot of friends that i've had in my life i've had some great friends in my life right and i i learned like you know those are the people that i had to confine to you know like it's nothing like just there's nothing wrong with stepping out outside of your family bubble for that for that help you know because you know sometimes your family's just really they're not gonna understand you it is what it is and they have their things they're working on working towards but what i want to say is to don't let that discourage you from your mental health journey i'm working on yourself you want to better yourself stay on that journey regardless of what anyone else has to say do not let that stop you yeah not everyone's going to understand you, especially when you're trying to change that narrative. Um, so we kind of want to switch into taking care of our mental health while still being a healer. I love that. Because obviously, y'all know we're on this podcast. Uh, we're public figures in that sense of like we try to give advice, um, try to deal with our own stuff at the same time. So how do we take care of our mental health while being a healer at the same time? Right. Oh, that's a good question. If y'all some healers in the comments, drop <laughs> what y'all do. Um, that too. No, that's real. I think too, like, you know learning to distinguish the time okay knowing when your cup is if you have something to pour from your cup right you know it's nothing wrong as a healer it's nothing wrong with with telling people that you know the same thing i can't take this in at this moment you know like you have to make sure you're set before being able to help others i think that's a big thing because when we're drained i always tell myself if i'm drained trying to help someone how can i help somebody if like i'm not even at my best right now so i always have to think about that and make sure i'm able to give someone the best advice or nurturing or even on this platform me and jen's headspace have to be right to even be able to speak on here no definitely i was gonna say that too yeah always pick you always Mm. listen to you because your body your mind is always going to tell you what is going on in your head and if you need a little bit of help like for me personally i've been going through a lot um in my with my mental health this week so i've taken a step back from social media um a step back from other people um because i just want to take care of myself i want to be in the right headspace to first of all be able to do this show but then also still be able to be out in the world like i don't like taking out my problems on other people so if i'm not feeling 100 or even at 60% I'm not going to be going out into the world and doing things so that's how I take care of my mental health again I just step back I recharge and then when I finally realize like okay I'm ready or you know I ain't got no choice but to actually be out of my head um, then I do it but yeah well said shout out to rebel soul she said writing down goals small and big meditation hiking or outdoor activity music laundries and reading see like keeping your mind exercise doing things that are that that take you take you to your happy place i really love that it's a perfect way to recharge honestly learning about mental health it helps us not make excuses anymore you know like in a day like what are we running from what are we numbing you know like when you educate yourself about that and you learn what your triggers are and stuff like that in a day it'll be easier for you to get through it yeah i'm the type of person where i like to know answers i like to know things if you know me i'm always researching something even if it's super small or something silly or whatever like i like having answers to things so i think in learning about mental health it's really helped me have answers like even to more deep-rooted stuff or stuff in my past or stuff about me or like you know all those personality type quizzes and stuff like that even with astrology and you know getting into more all all of that but i think um it's great Uh, to just be able to really figure things out about yourself and really just 
realize um, where certain things are coming from. Yeah, like it just helps you have more genuine um, relationships with people, helps you give people grace, you know, just a better understanding. Like, I love the complexity, I'm gonna say that, make that word, whatever, <laughs> of mental health. I think I you said it right. I said it right, right? It's, just, it's beautiful, right? Like, I don't know, like, I love it, you know? I and I wanna say too, let's talk about too the importance of talking about mental health, being people of color. That's deep. I'm yes. sorry. It's, we need it. Look, okay? <laughs> Like, it's okay for us to see a therapist. It's okay for us to be vulnerable. You know, I'm going to be honest. Being a black woman, we taught we got to be strong all the time. We can't lean on no... Like, it's just... I think about some of the stuff, like, I was... Like, the... the what's the word I'm going to use? The uh, defense tactics I've always had. Mm-hmm. I had to be in defense mode all the time a lot about a lot of things, you know. Protect, you know, to protect myself. It is what it is, you know. But it's like, you know, I'm learning too. Like, Renisa, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's mm-hmm. okay to show to say you need help to say you're not okay you know yeah. um growing up the you know like feeling like i'm in survival mode at, at all times you know i feel like that was a wear and tear on my mental health because it's like if, if there was a moment where i feel like i did have to be weak or, or show it i guess i would say that i'm not okay or show vulnerability it was problematic for myself it caused me to beat myself up even more and put myself mm-hmm. into a lower space versus i learned now i'm nurturing myself acknowledging i'm owning how i feel i'm, I'm not afraid to and me being vulnerable does not make me not sorry does not make me weak you know i'm still strong for being able to open up and tell people that i'm not okay at this moment and i think for us people of color mental health goes deep into our histories as well we need to pay attention to that like i'm not going to get into the very specifics of course but um you should know the histories of what your gener Mm -hmm. your uh you know past generations have been through um you know if you're mixed race looking into both of them or whatever ethnicity you identify with or whichever Sorry, y'all. He's getting on my nerves today. He got the car alarm going off. Go ahead. Um, But yeah, we need to start paying attention to that as well. Because for us, it definitely goes a lot deeper than just what's going on in our immediate families. It can have a lot to do with what those families were going through. And then um, any injustices that they had seen growing up. Or even the laws that they had to even go against at that time as well. Because we all know that racism and inequality hasn't gone anywhere. So um, there are things that we got to deal with from the past as well as from the present. Um, and any future things that may come up. So our mental health goes way deep rooted into that. Along with anything else that may be going on in our personal lives at the same time time right it's just a big old deep thing right Mm -hmm. but we have to constantly nurture it and jen did you want to talk about any of the resources that are available yes so the good thing is that with us making um you know movements in the mental health industry especially for uh black indigenous people of color there are a lot of resources that are popping up for us and if any of y'all know any please definitely share them in the chat if you're on my live please definitely share it there uh we would love to know obviously the ones that we're going to share are not you know all inclusive or whichever but there are a few honestly one of my favorites is one called the nap ministry i actually found out about this um last year and they're basically using naps as a form of resistance so the this was pre-covid um they would host live events and workshops where people would gather together in large groups and take over like a community center they would grab yoga mats or sleeping bags and they would literally take a nap right then and there it's like a form of resistance against the corporate jobs or the uh what is it never stop hustling culture and things like that so it's showing that we need our rest that rest is actually a form of resistance in the way of like um screw your never stop hustling culture 
her i'm gonna take my rest because i need it this is the only way i'm actually gonna be successful in the long run and i'm gonna do this right then and there um there's also a place called latinx therapy especially for my latinx folks out there um where we can get connected to therapists who are uh, people of color like us it goes by zip code even by gender if you're more um comfortable with one gender over the other or don't have a preference but it's really cool because i've personally looked into it and it's great the only thing is they don't accept all kinds of insurances so make sure that you look into that as well but i think it's awesome um because i think we do need being people of color we do need people who look like us also who are helping us because i won't necessarily feel comfortable with the white therapist and that's just me personally so i want a latinx therapist so latinx therapy is definitely that resource um obviously there are so many more and definitely keep sending us more uh if you have any yeah i really believe like when it comes to therapy or anything like that you really need somebody who understands your struggle who understands because it's like how you gonna have somebody try to diagnose or help you and they don't even know how deep your stuff is sometimes some people be trauma be deeper than the the therapist something they never even experienced in their life you know and it's like how you know can they you know so i just think i think it's important so thank you jen for shouting that out rebel soul said um representation matters she also said vulnerability is a strength not a weakness yes yes yes. i love that y'all y'all i love y'all are great today i'm feeling (laughs) this at this vibe right now i got the leah in the background should we feeling good love it honestly y'all we got to work on our mental health so our traumas don't get passed down to future generations mm. like end of the day that's what it really stems down to you know like you don't you don't want you, like I, don't, I really i don't want my if, if i ever have children i don't want my children going through what i went through going up right and i want them to be able to raise their children in a healthy way you know and it all starts with us you know where we where we starting you know and we'll talk about too the dangers of diagnosing yourself well, I was going to backtrack a little oh, bit ahead, too with um, not letting these get passed down to future generations because for me personally, I don't know if I want to be a mom, but I do have a nephew whom I adore as my own and I want to be able to work on my mental health so that any traumas I may have for my family, I'm able to either recognize in him or help him through whatever um, personal traumas he may go through get- getting older. So this is just for all you aunties out there or uncles as well um, who are not ready to be parents or who are parents as well um, that it's okay to work work on yourself so that you can actually start helping future generations too because we got a whole generation underneath us and then even the babies coming in the covid babies that were born so we need to start helping them at a very young age as well um but yeah moving into the dangers of diagnosing yourself y'all so i know we talked about um you know depression and anxiety and other mental health conditions do not ever please diagnose yourself though even though you think you have the symptoms or you know what that feels like or yes you may be like you know what i need some help or i think i'm depressed please go to a professional if you want to get that diagnosis but this is a problem right i don't know about y'all but whenever something happens in my body or whatever what's the first thing i do dr google yeah so i'm over there looking and then before i know it i'm gonna die in six months because all this stuff is going on in my body and i just inject it or not inject it i just ingested um some shit that i shouldn't have and stuff yeah exactly and i just doomed myself forever when in reality i should have just gone to a professional so do not play about your mental health please do not diagnose yourself it's true because i feel like you start feeling it like (laughs) no like i know i know then you then you own it and then guess what like stuff starts to happen it makes it seem like that's what it is and it's like it's just a hot mess it's like y'all heard about those women who 
wanting to be pregnant so bad that they start getting all these symptoms but when they go to the doctor there's no baby yeah and that's a real thing it shows you the power of the mind though so yeah i I love that you brought that up because yes once we diagnose ourselves we think everything that we start feeling um even in our head is actually related to that diagnosis oh it's a hot and then you just deeper in whatever you feel and it's hot like sometimes you're not depressed you're just telling yourself that honestly Mm -hmm. too if you're just repeating negative things to yourself your mind starts to believe it like if you sat there and kept saying you're depressed for all day you're going to start feeling like that, yeah. too, you know? And it's like, sometimes you got to speak yourself out of that shit. Speak some life into yourself, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I learned the importance of speaking life into myself because I used to speak bad onto myself, and mm-hmm. then I would feel that way and wonder why I felt worse than what I felt in the first place, right? So, right. it's deep, you know? And we want to get into a little deeper, deeper into the role... Oh, I can't say words today. The romantization of mental health diagnosis on the media. So, shows, movies, etc. Like, the yeah. movies make it yeah. seem like it's... You when they when, when they go see the therapist, it's like you know this whole scenery, and they, I don't know, or or just even so that last, um, or let's just even say like the Joker, right? The mm, Joker very clearly deep. has a mental health condition. Um, yeah, part of it may be his personality. <laughs> you know, he wants to be that way or whatever. But uh, what I don't like is that mental health is demonized in these types of movies and shows and this isn't the only one obviously this is just art but art imitates real life sometimes um that sometimes we may see a movie about a particular character who uh just to give an example is diagnosed with schizophrenia so then in the movie they're demonized they're this person of like oh my gosh look they're gonna have a scene and they're gonna kill people and you should stay away from them because they're dangerous and stuff i used to work at a mental health facility and some of the people that i met had um a diagnosis of schizophrenia they were the sweetest people in the world and yes sometimes they would hear voices in their head but they're not out to get us um you know not everybody with the mental health diagnosis is dangerous or uh in particular wants to harm people or anything sometimes think about this if there's something going on in your head that you can't even explain to other people or you know how other people are going to look at you wouldn't you be acting a certain way and especially if it goes undiagnosed untreated for a really long time it just gets more Um, serious more intense throughout the years and the thing that people don't understand too with mental health diagnoses is that it is a chemical thing so it's more than just oh uh you know they need to talk it out or they need to just get over it and stuff no it's actually something very deep in our neurons and everything so anyway that's going on a whole other tangent but that's what i don't like about the uh movies and shows that are like this because they make it seem like everybody who has who is diagnosed with schizophrenia or bipolar disorder that they're this (gasps) evil dangerous person and when they're in reality they're not no that's that's deep so i hope y'all was taking note jen no jen no she 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 be coming through with the with the facts on that you know at the end of the day too like you know um if you do feel like you you need help you know it's a choice to want to get the help that you need you know so it's not the wrong way deciding to do that doesn't make you weak doesn't make you less than or anything like that if you're if you're choosing to you know make that change towards your mental health yeah because i'm gonna be real sometimes we do need a little bit of that professional help we yeah. don't know everything even me sure. talking about this on here like i i have admitted to myself when i need that professional help and i've actually sought it out too and it's helped mm-hmm. me a lot more because sometimes it helps to getting not only that outside perspective but somebody who's actually studied this and understands what it's like and maybe possibly lived it especially if they are a person of color too um but of course it all comes down to whether you want to get that help you need or not because sometimes we don't understand how deep these traumas go or how a certain trigger 
trigger may actually lead to something else um, later on or even affect our families. So, again, it's that choice. But just know that it doesn't make you weak to actually seek out help. It actually makes you brave because you're yeah. fighting for yourself. And that's actually the very first step. I love that you use the word brave because that's really what it is, you know, because we're in a time where it's like, you know, I'm bringing up social media again where, you know, like we always have to seem like everything's OK. It's like, right. you know, people didn't, don't want to admit, oh, I went to get seek help today. But I'm glad that is being normalized now, like mm-hmm. people actually admitting it, you know, and that's OK, you know. Um, and normalize saying when you're not okay. Yeah. That's another thing. Normalize that, you know. What what's the common answer? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm great. Are you really? Though? Are you really? Yeah. Like, you know, let's let's normalize. I think too I think it starts there acknowledging acknowledging how you feel. Cause sometimes we're always I feel like we're such on grind mode that it's hard for us to stop and, you know, take a you know, take a deep breath of air right you know? and it's not even about just venting everything on social media no. right like how Bernice was saying earlier you don't have to tell everybody but if there is somebody in your life that you feel more comfortable sharing these things with then that's okay I've had a few people actually who I haven't talked to in years reach out to me and tell me they're not doing okay or you know they love that we talk about this stuff because they're actually starting to pay more attention to themselves so reach out to people who actually make you feel a lot better or who you feel safe with it's okay to admit that you're not okay um, mm-hmm. Because we're always going to have that pressure to always make it seem like our lives are perfect, too. We know this, not just from social media, but just in general. When other family comes around, we have that pressure of like, oh, yeah, my life is going great. And you over talk your life and do all this stuff. When in reality, maybe you're not doing your best that day, but you don't feel safe enough to talk about it. Yeah. Or like we what's the word? Like you said, bringing a family, reun- family stuff. We go, everything's perfect. Oh, my relationship. Everything's fine. It's like things that aren't, you know, um, rebel soul said, I hate when people say that. LOL. Mm-hmm. She said, yes. Yeah, it's true. And also we want to touch, talk about too mental health ties in with all your other health aspects. Mm-hmm. And that's deep. When you think about it, when you going through it, you overthinking, you, you feeling something or you feel under pressure, like sad all the time. That affects your eating. That affects your sleeping. That affects your immune system. Yep. Headaches constant you know like you know your weight change everything like it's deeper than just just the thought of it i had to see that the hard way like i saw my body go through changes because of how i was letting it affect me which it started affecting my body a certain way Mm -hmm. oh definitely y'all this ain't no joke if you don't pay attention to your mental health you ain't paying attention to any other aspects of your health Mm. and i'll bring up water too because water is very important for all kinds of health not just physical for those of you who don't know fun little fact if you don't hydrate yourself enough your brain will shrink and if your brain is shrinking you're not able to retain information you're more likely to experience anxiety on a daily basis because your brain is just not getting the help that it needs so this is my little rant on water i am not sponsored by any type of water companies although i will be soon but just a reminder if you haven't drank your water please drink it now we gotta talk about water in every episode <laughs> we gonna have a water i'm telling you we gonna sponsor water gonna sponsor <laughs> me and jen drink water drink that you know um and also too the importance of what mental health days that's the best way to tackle that you know yes. like don't be i'm sorry you got some time off at don't be afraid to take that day off and get your mind right you know it, it's important. i'm happy jobs too are starting to answer yes. to that i'm noticing jobs are, ta- are doing mental health programs they're like, like my old job they used to have a yoga instructor come mm-hmm. a yoga sorry a meditation instructor come mm-hmm. you know we used to give give ourselves mental health I, it's necessary like i'm sorry when you overwork into and you stress and you got like inner things going on that's a hot mess you yeah. got to be able to breathe and do whatever you want to do for the day no that's real uh i got to give a shout out to my job as 
well because all of the month of July they had a July wellness thing and basically it was uh, book your doctor's appointments and you still get paid for that time to go to your doctor's appointments um, even during the workday and it could be any type of doctor we could get massages we could go see a therapist um, you know different things like that but I think that's important obviously not just for a month because um, mental health doesn't have a time limit or it doesn't stop after certain some thing um but i think it is good that even bigger corporations are doing stuff like this because it is real the most of the time you are struggling with your mental health is when you're at work so if you don't get a chance to even take a breather um from that then you're just gonna pop no that's that's real you know and like even like even like with me like i I try to take those little 10 minute mental health breaks every now and then to breathe Mm -hmm. and just step away you need to yeah, yeah take their breaks i don't care what deadline you got Take, you need to get your mind if right. If you work an eight-hour day, you're entitled to, I believe, either two or three 15-minute yeah. um, uh, breaks. So. Yeah. So, actual job about that, too. Mm-hmm. Shout out to... So, Re- Re- Rebel Soul said, when I don't drink enough water, I literally feel like a raisin. <laughs> Shout out to Jackie. Jackie in the comments. She said, this is my reminder to go drink some more water. Yes, Aquarius <laughs> stuff. Go do it. Hey. Yay. I love it. Um, and we'll talk about, too, knowing the difference between having a bad day and having an actual condition. So, like, honestly, when things... Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. We all got those days where everything's crazy, and then we, we for that moment, you you start to think you are depressed. Like, oh no, this happened. This, like, you may have found out a bunch of bad news in one day. You know, I definitely just, had that. Your luck was just a hot mess. You know, honestly, I think the best thing with that is to like, I learned to not take things in. I learned to like try to see things for what it is. Okay, this happened, and think through it versus just taking it in as, oh my goodness, my world's ending because all of this happened. I'm not saying it's, it's easier said than done, but I learned to just be take things at a pace mm-hmm. when, when it's happening i think it's to pay attention if it's not getting better there we go if it's just more than one bad day okay it's been a bad week but if it's a bad month a bad six months a bad year and you're really struggling even with the basics like your hygiene eating food overeating um cleaning your household your space around you um taking care of yourself you stop doing the things that you love to do or you're overindulging in spending or something paying attention to that when your habits start to change when you're actually struggling a lot more than you used to be maybe you need to start paying attention and maybe go deeper than that too. ask yourself if it started after a certain event or something because sometimes when we lose a loved one or something a lot of things in our lives change and a lot of people do go into depression after that so um just really paying attention to that because if, a, if it's too many changes and it's too constant that you're feeling a certain way then maybe it's actually becoming a condition but if you're having a bad day you're just straight out of luck um and things are just not going your way then yes it sucks mope around for a bit Mm -hmm. but if you can get back up from it then it's just a bad day no i love that and i want to say too just like you know when things are going good right it's easy for us to prioritize our rest and eat still do that even when things are going bad you know i know it's harder because things had popped up but still give yourself that grace and that time Mm -hmm. to get your mind right so you can you know get through whatever it is that's going on we want to say too you know we wrapping up the episode your partner can't fix your mental health either I saw that post you know y'all know that post you're responsible for your own happiness Mm -hmm. within that's not yes your partner could be there for you you know help you through things and stuff but they're not they're not responsible for fixing it just like you're not responsible for fixing them yeah go ahead take a I wish we could have talked about this more um but maybe in another episode but do remind you that your partner is not your therapist they are not your punching bag either because I know some of us we have a lot of inner stuff and we try to take it or we either subconsciously or consciously take it out on the people closest to us and that may be our partner and that is not fair 
to them. They are not there to just take all the punches because you're having a time with, you know, a shitty time with your head and your life and things like that. But also they're not there to fix us. If a person is your entire happiness and that is the only reason you are happy, you need to go dig deep with yourself. Maybe seek some professional counseling because, yeah, if that person ever leaves or God forbid they have a bad day or something happens to them, then what are you going to do about that? So, yeah, just a reminder to pay attention to your mental health even while you're dating. Yes. And also to be patient with yourself. If you're struggling with your mental health, remove yourself from people who ain't good for your mental health. And, you know, also to be patient with people who are who, you know, are struggling. You know, like you said, do not kick them when they're down. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane, how does this relate to self-love, though? When you love your brain, you love your body. Mm. <laughs> I mean, oh. it is what it is, right? Um, your mental health only you can see it only you can feel it only you know what it's like only you know when you have a good day when you have a bad day and every day in between so this is the ultimate form of self-love i feel like i say that every episode but this one is one that really hits home because this is literally your brain your brain is your home your brain is your control center to everything else in your body your mind determines everything else that's either going to happen or that you're going to do for the rest of your day how you're going to react to certain circumstances in your life whether you're going to continue going or not and um if you're not paying attention to this then you ain't practicing real self-love no that's real your mental health ties to everything so like if you're not working on that how are you going to practice self-love yep. how are you going to like acknowledge what needs to be loved on mm-hmm. you know i feel like that i feel like this journey that i've been on with myself i've been able to now know what does vernisa like how yep. can i nurture myself how can i how can i be the best lover for myself you know and how can i um push away what isn't good for me you know and, and move on and, and, and let those toxic things go working on your mental health is a daily thing and never stops so yeah you could be you know whatever obstacle could come you can grow through that challenge and get through it but honestly you need to constantly work on it, even when things are going good because every day is a decision things are all constantly going to be happening you have to constantly discipline yourself to push through yeah if y'all didn't want to hear that answer well i'm gonna say it again go ahead it, it never stops like anything else in life just like you go to the gym every time to keep your body on point and um, you eat every day to keep yourself alive and you go to work every day or you're working on that business every day you got to work on your mental health every day so that's your second reminder um, because it is not going to stop and uh, like we can't ignore having these conversations about mental health there's no excuse not to educate ourselves anymore you literally just have to either hop on google or uh, ask somebody who works in that field or actually get help or just videos also if y'all are more visual people like it there is no excuse for us not to know about mental health and not to want to talk about it either i love that and the more you work on your surroundings the more easier Mm -hmm. it is to work on mental so it's like declutter that's another word i'm gonna say declutter your life yep to get through it but um we appreciate y'all for tapping into our 23rd episode on the good news radio y'all can check us out on instagram at speak jv on twitter at speak jv you can also check out our pre-recorded episodes um we're on shoot youtube spotify apple amazon pandora apparently iHeartRadio. we're on popping work speak jv is a global movement we make sure make sure y'all you guys are just tapping we appreciate all the support everything that that you guys have been doing for us lately we have some um exciting news coming very soon so please stay tuned tune um you can follow me on instagram at vernisa that's v is in victor e-r-n-i-s-a and my personal is at jen with the flowers it's spelled exactly the way it sounds yes we are um we do our show every thursday at 7 p.m so make sure you tell your friends tap in next week and y'all have a good evening we love y'all love y'all bye